Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And I'm Christy Purifoy, and I'm making all sorts of admissions today, some involving pajamas, some involving my morning routine, and yes, Lisa Joe, I think my life right now is a lot like the movie Freaky Friday. I mean, Christy, today we quoted the book of Matthew and the Tom Cruise movie Days of Thunder, so it's got to be a great conversation, you guys. Get comfy. Here we go. Listeners, I have to tell you the exact words Lisa Joe just said before we hit record. She said, an act of friendship trust, <laughs> which that's now ringing in my head. I feel like that is us every week as we launch into these conversations. <laughs> an act of friendship trust as yes. we put our friendship, our friendly conversations out there for the world. But especially this week, Lisa Joe, because you and I always do a little bit of back and forth checking in before we actually hit the record button. And today, because um, we need to get you to the bus stop in time to pick up Miss Zoe, we're just starting. We're just launching in, which is like a new level of friendship trust (laughs) and also, I think, vulnerability with our listeners. (laughs) But It's in keeping with what was started last week, because those of you who also not only listen to the podcast, but maybe also follow Lisa, Joe, and I on Instagram, you know that we shared a little snippet of video. Mm -hmm. Yes, visuals, video. (laughs) Well, what what our teens have wanted us to do forever. We like literally had a video clip from the podcast shared on social media. That's right. This is the advice my son, my teenage son, Thaddeus, has been giving me for a couple years now. So <laughs> it just took me this long. But Lisa Joe, we've never done that. And you just, I don't, uh, maybe you'll tell us more about why, why you did it, but you just snapped a little screenshot while we were recording. And then it, it turned out to be such a, you know, just a pivotal moment in the conversation that we just shared it online, hoping to just invite, you know, more people to listen into that episode. But here's what I, I want to tell our listeners. <laughs> Oh, the irony <laughs> that the very first time you record a snippet of us doing the podcast, we had switched from our usual afternoon recording time to uh, like 9 a.m., so morning, not too right. early, but 9 a.m., but I had not gotten dressed. I was still in my PJs. I had pulled a little robe on because I had just, um, I had lived, I was like a lady of leisure that morning. I just stayed in bed with my laptop, like, okay, so not so leisurely, but I was like, just trying to tackle as much as I could before I went up to record. And so I was sending emails, I was drinking my coffee. And so I I didn't even bother to get out of my pajamas. And then that, (laughs) and and like hair, bedhead, all of it. I don't know that I'd brush my teeth. And then that was the video we decided, but you know what? I don't, our listeners are worth it. I feel like you and I have friendship trust. And we now have like listener, listener trust, listener trust. <laughs> Listen, if you haven't seen it, go look it up on on Instagram. It's on Christy and mine. So Christy is at Christy Purifoy. I am at Lisa Joe Baker. It's actually on Facebook too. On oh, also, yeah, on, I forgot about that. Yes, <laughs> also on Facebook. It's shared in all the places. <laughs> but but let's be honest here. Christy can pull off just about anything, and I I truly thought when I first saw you, that you were wearing one of those 
what are they like women wear them all the time now those cute little throws they put on over a shirt and they're kind of wavy yeah. and long they're very yeah a little kimono style. kind what of wrap called it's not yeah. a caftan but it's sort of like sort that. of like yeah these yeah. lovely little <laughs> flowy open sweatery top type things that they wear and there's got to be a word help me out somebody um <laughs> but that's what i thought you were wearing it's very stylish it looked like it had a cute little paisley pattern on it it's really pretty <laughs> I would never have guessed. <laughs> yeah, no, PJ's robe, bedhead. That's all. That's all it was. <laughs> I feel like glasses also hide a multitude of sins. They because do. When I don't yes. have any makeup or anything, but I put yes. on a pair of glasses. Suddenly my face looks like it's dressed up. No, this is very true. I get away with a lot because, you know, if I'm doing anything online or a meeting, if I put on my glasses, it looks like now I've done my eyebrows and my eyeshadow. And <laughs> no, none of that. Just glasses. <laughs> it's like fa- face jewelry, distracting face jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the high quality content you want to be sharing with your friends. <laughs> you need to really go and follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Share it with everybody. Like the podcast. Subscribe. What do the kids say on YouTube? Hit the button for the notifications. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I have no idea what they say. I, <laughs> I don't know either. But for real, subscribing to the podcast means a lot to us and sharing these episodes means a lot. We love to hear back from you. We feel less like we're just talking to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like true. We're, we're having a conversation with others. Lisa, yes, I have to tell you, Lisa Joe, I had a, a comment, I think on Instagram. I think that's, yes, that's where she reached out. And it was so sweet because she said, she prefaced it with this. You and Lisa Joe always say that you feel like your listeners are part of the conversation. So I, I hope it's okay. I'm jumping into the conversation. Oh. And then she had she had a great recommendation about some dairy-free stuff for me, um, allergy stuff, because I'd shared about that. But I thought that that preface. And That's so I responded. Great. I was like, yes, yes, you you are. You're in the conversation. <laughs> and she was. I mean, she she listened and then she had something to offer and she did. And I was there for it. So, oh, yes. Man, that's so great. Yes, I love that as well. And I don't know if it'll make Christy feel better or worse, but, you know, several thousand people have now watched that <laughs> clip of us. <laughs> so maybe your son is right. <laughs> And you know, actually, oh my goodness, just deeper and deeper levels of hilarity here. I'm realizing that I always told my son Thaddeus, no, we will never do that because then we couldn't record in our PJs. (laughs) But guess what? We can. We can. (laughs) We We, we keep it real. (laughs) Keep it real. (laughs) Oh, Lisa Jo, but this is... I mean, this is this is just life right now because you know, and I'll share with our listeners, I am really busy. There's a lot on my calendar right now. So it's become a kind of coping thing for me to to not leap into, to sort of leap into my day, but to leap into my day from bed. So my sweet husband um, has been downstairs most mornings as he always does. He makes breakfast for the kids. And um, and normally I would go down and sort of be a part of that too, but lately I have not. So he he's like, bring me a cup of coffee and I am not exiting the bedroom for like an hour and a half. I'm just in my pajamas, in the bed with my laptop, trying to like, like, it's almost like the day has so much that I, I just need to very quickly whack a, do whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole. And then, right. and then I feel like I can get out of bed and like, okay, I, I tackled the, the most pressing emails or a few of the most pressing tasks. And now I can brush my teeth and start <laughs> my day. So this is not normal Christy I know, Christy, routine. I feel like we're having a freaky Friday. Remember those <laughs> movies where people like change bodies, you know, yes, like I the teenage mom with the daughter? Kid. Because yeah. I feel like you are me, like you're channeling mm. your inner 
Singer Lisa Joe mm. for the last decade. And I am like in this place of real slowness and one thing at a timeness and <laughs> everything feels too muchness and I can't commit to anythingness and just like um can only work on one project at a timeness, it feels like these days. And so it's it is a bit out of body yeah. when I hear how busy your schedule is especially how many speaking events you're having and how many people you are hosting at your house that aren't just like there for a dinner party, but that are there for like a major event. Right. It, yeah, it's pretty wild. And if I stop to think about it too long, I might um, have trouble breathing. <laughs> but you know, I feel like I've made enough progress. I'm, I'm ready to talk about it. But it's true. This is not... I, yeah, we have done a little Freaky Friday switch. This is not how I like to live my life. This is not something I can sustain for all of my days. But fortunately, I don't feel like that's what's being asked of me. I, it just it is what it is for now. We'll we'll talk more about why and you know how I'm handling it. But I know it's a season. I know it's a season, and it has some good things. Um, you know, the parties and having having people over again is like a really great thing, especially after a um, basically a two 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 year I guess or more. I don't even know. I've lost track after a break. You know, with the pandemic with of not hosting at all. Um, you know, really taking a break from that. It it does feel good to dive back in. Um, but I know like this is not sustainable and it doesn't need to be sustainable. It, it, no, this is not how I prefer to live. I think there, I know there are people, you're often a little more like this. Uh, my husband can be a little more like this, that they really get energized and they thrive on, um, you know, change and, and constantly, you know, having a lot of different tasks and multitasking and speaking and, that's not me. That is not me at all. <laughs> yeah, no. no, these days it's not me either. I feel like, I don't know if it's age or exhaustion or sadness, but I really, it's or almost all of been the weird. <laughs> yes, how I can only seem to manage like one small thing at a time. And actually, if my children come to me after eight o'clock at night with a request, I look at them with this blank face and then they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> should we talk about this tomorrow? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> The mo I call it the mommy shop. The mommy shop is closed it's for closed. the day. I am no longer able to receive any input or share anything with you. I am sorry, uh -huh. child of mine. <laughs> oh, oh, the great irony that, you know, the, the babies who once like kept us up at night are now the teenagers who are ready to have the heart to heart at like 9 p.m. Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, and I just, I can't, the, the brain, it's closed. The brain is shut down. I can't do it. Yeah. Oh, ironic. And their lives are so busy. I just mm. feel like it's really too much. I would like to ask their school to maybe just condense everything into once a week because it's, yeah. <laughs> it's too much information. Too much. Uh, the reason we had to jump on earlier today is I had a child call me at noon. So I don't know how they did that. In the middle of their school day, they phoned me to say that the plan they they had previously made for this evening that we had all rearranged our schedules for has changed and they now need to get picked up much earlier. And so that changed. <laughs> like I had especially planned for us to record in a certain window. And now that all got impacted by said child who mm -hmm. wants to come home now for an hour and a half and then needs to go back for something else. So I also enjoy the way this child framed it to me. Like, so then you can, like, it's like this great opportunity <laughs> for me <laughs> to do X, Y, They're really Z selling thing. it. Like. Yeah. So like, it'd be great, mom, because then you can come then and then you and I can do this and then you can do. And I'm like, can I though? <laughs> can I? <laughs> 
Oh, that's funny. Oh, yes. So. Yeah. It's like dominoes. One one right. little domino jiggles and the whole family scheduling dominoes, they all come down. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's something I think I have a little more um, spaciousness now in that regard because my oldest um, has been driving and, ha- and has a vehicle actually that she's able to use. Um, and so, I mean, that changes everything. I, I know you're almost there, just- but... Get his license already. Like, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. So I think as we speak, as we record this, I know that my oldest will be picking up my 15-year-old from the gym. Oh, so, yeah, wow. that it's like I said, it, it changes everything. So, that, you know, that has allowed, I think, yeah, to, me to take on a few more things. You know, my kids are older. My youngest is nine. So, of course, life looks a different than it did when I had little ones, of of course, um, uh, capacity is, has shifted, but at the same time, yeah, this is not um, long-term sustainable, and I feel like I'm just, I'm just figuring out how to get through it, how to manage it without losing my mind, and and also, like, I keep telling myself, um, like, this, it is what it is. The season is what it is, and while part of me can't wait to be past it. Part of me is looking toward the summer, like toward June and saying, oh, I can't wait for that when things, when, when my calendar empties out again and things slow down. At the same time, I know I don't, I wouldn't snap my fingers and, and make it June because there's spring. I want, I want to live this spring. I want to enjoy this spring. I want to be present for this spring. It's spring. I've been waiting all winter for it, right? So I, I have no real desire to just rush through it. Instead, I want somehow in the midst of, of kind of unprecedented levels of, of busyness and commitment and work, I, I want to still enjoy, enjoy life. I want to still ha- um, have some quiet moments. I want to still have time to get out in the garden. You know, I still want to actually live. I don't want to just zombie through this or robot through this. I don't want that. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to arrive in June and say, oh my gosh, well, it's over. I did it. But wow, what happened? Well, I don't even know. <laughs> Was there a spring? Man, that would be such a, a loss to me. I, w- I would feel that all year. So trying to find ways to meet my commitments, do the work I need to do, work at a higher capacity than I am accustomed to, to working, and at the same time, be present, take care of the important things, not always be rushing, um, not sacrifice my family in every moment to, you know, the the work I have and, and so on. And, and not, you know, again, Christy, with the gardening metaphor, Knowing that I, I want to have a garden to enjoy this summer when I have time to enjoy it, but that means I, I do have to work in it today. I actually have to make time for that, and that matters to me in order to have it for the summer, so I'm finding ways to do that. Um, but don't ask me how I'm doing. Don't <laughs> ask me how. That is not okay. <laughs> don't, don't make me like slow down enough to think. How are you doing? No, don't ask me what I think about it or how I'm doing. Just... <laughs> It's funny. It does seem like it's sort of these two competing narratives and they're not competing. I just think we find ourselves on one of the two sides in different seasons. And weirdly, we can feel stressed or guilty or bad about both of them, as is our want as human beings. Mm. It's weird how we're not able to see the joy in both of them. So you are feeling stretched because you have all these opportunities that are around the launch of the book. So speaking and teaching and hosting and eventing. And uh, and so that can make you feel like, 
I, I'm trying to get through this, even though my capacity feels really stretched and you can feel worried because you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a season where there's some breathing room right now and in some deep sorrows we're walking through, which makes me feel like I can hardly do anything. Like doing mm-hmm. the laundry has felt like too much. And if you look at our yard, I feel like our yard is an accurate picture of our mental health right now like it's just like there's mulch that didn't get spread from two years ago there's all the leaves from last fall there's like weird dead bikes and things like that and, <laughs> dead um, yeah yeah so i so i actually can I, there is space though for not rushing right now and instead of feeling grateful for that I can spend a lot of energy feeling guilty, like, oh, I should be doing more or hustling more or producing more or being more productive or or doing more meaningful things with my children when it's hard to just find energy to figure out what to cook in the evenings. And I think maybe this conversation is a little bit about how do we as humans continue to human no matter what what that season is. <laughs> yes, yes. Without then also like you know, wagging our fingers at ourselves for somehow as if it's our fault that we're in whatever season that we're in. And there seems to be a narrative that's always like, do that season better. Like, mm, just do better. Yeah. Actually, I think I, did I tell this to you. I think I did. So Peter, in our family, we have this expression that comes, it originates from when Peter and his friends were at a baseball game in college. And it was, oh, yeah. did, I told you the story, right? Yeah, it's so a good one. Tell it again. Going. Yes, I love so it. So we're at this baseball game. And I think it wasn't even like a, um, a national baseball game. It was like probably like a high school or some local team. So it's like there weren't a lot of stakes is what I'm saying. And they're watching this game and everybody's cheering. And you know baseball games in America. They have all the tradition and certain songs that they do mm-hmm, and certain mm-hmm. innings. And it's like pure Americana. All right. Well, in the middle of this, there was a play that was really bad. And there were these three British students, college students, sitting in the same section as Peter and his friends. And they had realized that they were British because they're pretty rowdy. They're drinking a lot of beer and they have these strong accents. Well, this mistake happens by the team that they're cheering for. And these Brits stand up and just yell at the ball players, do better. <laughs> So in our family now, someone will just say that, like, do better. But, like, that is the weird narrative oh, I hear in is. my head. Yeah. I feel like you hear it about your busy schedule. And I hear it about my empty schedule. Do better. Mm-hmm. But when I've had busy schedule times, I hear the voice then, too. Yeah, like, the yeah. stupid voice won't shut up and keeps telling me to do better. And so somehow, no matter what I do, it is not better enough for this weird (laughs) voice of mine. And that, I think, is what we're trying to figure out today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have this idea that to do better, to do a season well, I will enjoy it all or I will feel good feelings the whole time. And I think I'm accepting this time around, no, I will feel run off my feet. I will feel overwhelmed and, you know, yeah, too much sensory input. Like I will feel those things, but I don't have to carry those things. I don't Ooh. have to let them 
like be some sort of indictment on me. They're just how I will feel in this season at different moments. And there will be other moments where I will, I will feel okay. And I will feel like, oh, a sense of accomplishment, checking something off. Like, but that as a very feeling oriented person, I think, um, you know, uh, the benefit of growing older is just being able to just like acknowledge feelings and then just let them be there and let them go and not have them That's be profound. like some moral indictment on my <laughs> how well I'm doing. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. you just said, I can feel these things, but I don't have to carry them around. Right. Right. Don't have to carry them around. And, um, and, and yet, yeah, they're there. And I think, you know, it, it might be, again, some might think, well, I mean, I think it's okay to question, like, how emotionally healthy is that? Um, uh, but, I think there is a difference. So I think there is a kind of um, way of living our lives where we're maybe numb to things or not letting ourselves feel things or we're not letting ourselves process things. Um, but I'm a, I'm a continuous processor. And I actually think healthy for me is in certain seasons saying, no, no, that will only slow me down and distract me and make me feel bad. And no, this isn't a season for processing everything in the moment. Like this is just a season for doing. This is a season for action. And I am not typically an action-oriented person. I am a reflector, a thinker, a, a muller of things. And so actually the hardest thing in this season is the quick activation time of projects and ideas to action. Like I normally need way more lead time <laughs> between like thinking about doing something or feeling a nudge to do something and actually doing the thing. And right now there's no time for that. It's like, think about it Monday morning, it's due Friday afternoon. Boom, 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 repeat. Right. So, or even right now, think about it at three mm -hmm. o'clock, start recording it at three o'clock. Yes. I mean, usually you and Perfect I have a example. week worth of reflection yes. before we podcast. Yes. Yeah. No, this is, this is a good example. Our listeners are getting an inside view. Well, what happens when Christy doesn't think before she opens her mouth? <laughs> no, it's always just as effective, I think. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so the other thing yeah. I'm doing, and I think this came up um, with you and maybe with some other friends recently when someone asked about some upcoming events, um, the other way I've been managing um, in a way that I'm going to say it, it has been effective. It is, it is working. Um, but it also might, when I describe it, sound kind of freak, might sound a little freaky. Um, knowing I'm in a long season with many things on the calendar and many commitments and big projects and so on. Um, I am, I am, they're all in separate boxes in my head. And when I'm working on the contents of one box, <laughs> I am not peeking in the other boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that is also not typical for me. Normally, everything is happening all at once in my head, and I'm thinking about everything, and I'm feeling things about everything, and I'm letting, you know, my feelings about something that's going to happen two months from now affect how I'm feeling today. But I am not, I am not doing that in this season. Things are in boxes, and when it's time to open them, then I will get to work on that. And then I'll think and feel about it and do it. Um, but until then... I'm, I'm just not, I, I am literally compartmentalizing and I am, I am pushing away some hard things and putting them in boxes in my mind and shutting the lid. And I know that that can sound very unhealthy. And I think if it is a way of life, it, that is probably unhealthy. Or if you're shutting away emotions or you're shutting away 
unresolved conflict or shutting away disappointment or or things um, and never, you know, opening that back up. But I'm just I'm just putting, you know, work tasks and and they're not just work tasks. I, I guess I'll say that too. Like they are things that I have lots of feelings about that I could certainly spend a lot of time thinking and feeling in regard to them. You know, how do they reflect on me? Was this the right choice? Did, you know, there's always lots of feelings associated. These aren't just like, you know, I'm not just talking about like answer my email. Um, and so, but I think for me now, like to put them in a box is actually how I'm practicing trust. Like I'm, I think when I, when I let everything just weigh on me and I ruminate and I question, I'm not trusting God in that moment. I'm, you know, when I'm fearing and I'm worrying. And so I feel like my act of trust in this season, my, my trust that, hey, God has me where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It all shall be well, you know, in order to like live into that trust, which I, which I do believe I do have, but in order to actually live it and not just think it or believe it, I'm I'm putting, you know, the event two weeks from now, it's in a box. I will open it up on Monday. Yeah. Not today. It reminds me. Because <laughs> God's got it. He's got it. So I don't right. need to open it up today. I don't I, need to feel all the feelings today. I, I always tell myself it's not time to worry about that yet. Yeah, exactly. Which is actually yeah. quite biblical what you and I are doing. I mean, Matthew <laughs> 6, 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow right. will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I just think that's such a great description. Now, obviously this doesn't apply carte blanche to everything, but I do think it applies in these seasons where you're juggling a lot of task type stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it can apply to anyone I think it applies if you're worrying about finances or the college applications you have or the soccer team you're going to play for or, um, you know, a, a birth you're planning for. Yeah. Ultimately, all of those things have a sort of a countdown checklist of many things that have to be accomplished before you get there. But you can't you can't handle the end result yet. <laughs> you can yeah. only do what's each day's. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I do. I agree with, you know, what I would describe as your filing system in your mind. Yes. Like you recognize <laughs> that, you know, it's it's not sort of dark hidden boxes, but you've got all these different files and you know which one you have to do first and you're working through them one by one. And it's a good way to to put off panic because the other option that I and you have also done is you just dump all those files out in your mind and it's just chaos yeah. and you sit in the middle of the room like screaming and yelling and throwing yeah. paper around at everybody. <laughs> right. It's just right. not productive. And your husband says, well, what is this really about? Is yeah. it really this? <laughs> and you're like, it's everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so I do uh, think that is a degree of maturity and trust where you say, I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to try and look in every file at once. I'm slowly going to work through one one at a time with one piece one piece at a time. And I think for those of us who aren't in the season of juggling a million things and maybe there's just this one big box that you have to deal with, one file, one grief, one sorrow, one really difficult mountain you have to get to the other side of. And I think for me I was struggling for a while because I kept feeling like I need to I need to get to the other side. Like I need to come out of it. Like how do I get out? Like <laughs> how do I be through it? And so I think I kept trying to surface too soon and then it always felt like there's another wave and I couldn't breathe. 
And I think being willing to just be submerged for a while with this one hard, slow thing um, and to just sit with it, Mm -hmm. that is doing something. And it can feel like it isn't. But it is. And in in that sitting and being and walking and processing and talking and all around just one narrative, when you're used to having lots of competing things you're doing, but this becomes like the story. Mm-hmm. Um, part of a healthy way to do that is is the same with Christ's words, you know, each day has enough trouble for itself. And so in that way you you take out the parts of the sorrow and the story and the stress that you can each day at a time you don't actually have to do it all at once i guess is what i'm saying in that capacity too and it's okay if it's slow going like that's just there's not actually a timeline or schedule mm-hmm. there's no hall monitor telling you you're not doing it quick enough mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's okay to take your time as you do it and it's okay to have joy in the midst of it and delight and in the same way that you can pause to garden um, mm-hmm. no matter what we're doing like there are places to build in a beat there there really are and I guess I also just always remind myself like we, you and I, we don't perform like nobody dies if we have a bad day, right? Like we're not doctors. (laughs) We don't have to be at an operating table. We aren't running mega companies. And I would say even people who are like there is space for us. Like there is a wide, I always love how Jesus has described himself. Like he invites us out into the wide open expanses of his love. Like there, the sense in which there's like both space and time with Christ. There's always more of that than I think us finite humans think we have at our disposal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like quite Frequently on the podcast of late, we've been sharing, you know, metaphors of like water, storms, waves. I know it keeps coming up. And I have felt um, recently like, like I, like I've wanted to say, oh, I feel like I'm drowning, but I'm not, I'm not saying what you're saying, which is I'm not drowning in like hard things that keep coming or, you know, a big sorrow. Um but there is still a sensation of like, I'm not in control. Yeah. This isn't how I would order my life. This isn't <laughs> yeah. like if it were all up to me, this is not, <laughs> like not what, what things would, would look like. <laughs> yeah. And and that is a sensation of like, of, 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 of waters coming over your head. Mm. Now for me right now, like they're, they're, good waters. They are, I mean, they're, they're stretching. Like I don't, you know, public speaking is, you know, it's never going to be a fun feeling for me. Like that's always going to just require a lot. I'm never going to, um, you know, an hour before a speaking event, you're never going to find me just like energized and relaxed, right? I mean, it's just always asks right. a lot of me. So, but that so those can just feel like wave after wave of like it's hard to keep trusting. It's hard to like keep going, um, and and even though things aren't hard or bad like in a like I'm not suffering like that I'm not talking about suffering I'm not talking about grief at the same time I frequently have a this feeling of like I just wish it would all go away and I could stay in bed for a couple days like Mm -hmm. hide from it I just want to (laughs) hide for a while from all these waves you know And, and I think it's been good for me to acknowledge that to acknowledge that that life in many seasons feels like that and that the goal is not then to 
paddle my way to the top of the water. The goal is not to like get better at swimming. The goal actually, and I think this is what my little funny brain filing system is about, is just to let myself be underwater. Like I'm underwater. You know that like phrase, the way we use it, oh, you know, underwater. I'm underwater right now <laughs> in the sense of like, I can't, I'm not keeping up with everything. And and when I execute, I have to do it more hastily and 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 so on. Um, so in that sense, I'm I'm just I'm underwater, but I'm not on top of things, um, et cetera. Um, and that that actually like that's okay. Like that that's um that's like a good place to to be always in every season, a place where we're totally reliant on God. We're, we really got nothing but his, him continuing to show up. Um, and, and I think, yeah, the boxes are my way of saying like, okay, God, let's work on this one today. I'm just going to trust that <laughs> when we open the next box, you'll be there. And, <laughs> but it's like all happening in a kind of underwater place. It's not happening in a, this doesn't feel like walking on water, I guess right. I'll say. <laughs> it doesn't right. feel like that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I think it's because anytime our hum- humanity that loves to idolize itself, right, is awesome and superhuman, yeah, achieving, yeah. goal oriented, and planning and strategic and vision casting, which are none none of these are bad things. But I do also think they're code for control. Like we all yes. want to have control over what's yes. happening, and when we feel yeah. out of control, it's really scary. It's of course I'm going to have a movie reference now. Um, I, I can't think of one for any situation, no matter how spiritually deep the conversation is. <laughs> But there's this great quote. I've thought about it a lot this week, actually, from the you know B-tier movie Tom Cruise was in called Days of Thunder. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of this movie. He's a race car driver. Yeah. And he falls in love with this brain surgeon because he is in a crash in his car. He injures his brain. And so he comes into contact with this brain surgeon. And um, he talks to her about when she asks him, what do you like about racing? He says... I like being able to control something that's out of control. So they're going really, really fast. And so he, of course, likes this idea that you can control that speed, that life and death experience. But she says to him one day when he is struggling with that, she, in this very passionate tirade, says this great speech to him and I've thought about it a lot and obviously it resonates with other people because you can google it and it's like there's a video clip of it and there's the quote and she says control is an illusion you infantile egomaniac (laughs) (laughs) then she says nobody knows what's going to happen next not on a freeway not in an airplane not inside our own bodies and certainly not on a racetrack with 40 other infantile egomaniacs (laughs) But I do think of God looking at us, you know, the designer of both space in the cosmos and then the infinite space inside our own bodies, which is its own galaxy. And you and I have often talked about this, you know, do we believe in a God big enough for the galaxy and do we believe in a God small enough to inhabit our own bodies, our hopes and dreams and fears And if we do, then that is the God who's in control and how he must look at us with tenderness and smile (laughs) at our attempts to Mm -hmm. keep controlling things. (laughs) And him, him rocking the waves toward us, I think, is an invitation, like you say, to sink into him and let Mm -hmm. him 
be in control, the God of mm-hmm. the waves and the tides and the moon and sun. And I don't think, I don't say that as a kind of a super spiritual woo-woo cop out to all things, you know, like, oh, well, then I'm just going to be adrift in my own life. It's not what I mean. We keep doing the work God has called us to do while at the same time knowing He holds us. Like He holds all of it, ultimately, and He loves us. I think that's always been the most important for me, that through His hands, only love passes. So whether it feels like suffering or chaos or busyness or overwhelm, like it is coming filtered through through Him, yeah. ultimately. So it's we don't have to say do better to ourselves. <laughs> Uh, we don't have to. He he isn't standing there yelling it at us. Mm-hmm. Well, Lisa Joe, in the midst of all my boxes, I am grateful to have the touchstone every Wednesday <laughs> of our conversations. <laughs> I feel like we we surface a bit, you know, and and come together and and it feels, uh, it feels and it's like good. an anchor. I know these conversations really do feel like an anchor. They feel like a place every week of processing to what we're learning as we're learning it and. We're grateful for the community that's learning with us. We really cherish you guys, and we thank you for helping support this show. We can share a fun milestone. We are edging up to approaching 1 million downloads of this show. And I feel like I have to put it out there because there's part of me that wants to say, like, oh, it's took us so long, or it's not as much as other shows, and all the joy thieves, you know, that Mm -hmm. lurk in our minds. But I think it's fun to put it out there. So when we hit it, we will tell you and celebrate with you guys nearly a million downloads and how many faces and stories that represents. And we're so grateful to have you here with us along for the ride. Mm, So grateful. 